1: And Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily! Yay!
0: Brittany's back! You made it! How are you? I'm good. How are you? How was your vacation?
1: Oh, it was really nice. I mean, like, Disney World's always great, but for some reason, it was really cold. And I know, like, I'm in California, so, like, really cold to me is, like, in, like, the 40s or 30s. And a couple days, it got to the 40s. It's pretty cold for Disney. <laughs> but, no, it was good. We uh, we went to Universal, too, and that was okay. I mean, I'm more of a Disney person, so, like, going somewhere where I'm not a biggest fan is certain things is kind of meh. But it was a good experience. But, yeah, Disney was good. Um, other than Rusty getting bronchitis. Oh, poor Rusty. I know we felt or I felt so bad because when Rusty was little, he used to do this thing on vacations where he would just be like, I'm sick and then just like stay in the hotel all day. So when we were, you know, we were at Magic Kingdom and he's like, guys, I'm not feeling it. And we're just like, okay. I'm like, you're at Disney World, but okay. But he sat out for two days. And then it was really funny because my mom had him call the doctor. And I don't know if it was like, because Rusty's verbiage while on the phone with the doctor, I don't know if it was because he was on like so many like DayQuil or something, but literally like the conversation goes like Rusty's talking to the doctor. And he's like, all right, like, how are you feeling? What's up, man? And Rusty's like, yeah, you know, I just, you know, I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like I'm having hot flashes. <laughs> oh, but it it gets better. So the doctor then asked him, like, oh, like, did you ha- do you have asthma? And he's like, no, I used to have asthma, but that was when I was euthanized, <laughs> What? <laughs> it was like Sick Rusty wanted to use these like really big words. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I was a and I
0: <laughs> Oh that's that's pretty fucking good.
1: We were dying and of course like my mom was in the room with him because we were in the other room just dying and my mom came in, she was like, be quiet. <laughs> we're just oh god, I still give a crap about that. Like, I think the other day I was asking him, like, how was your hot flashes? And, yeah, I don't think he's having hot flashes anymore, so that's good. Also, I ate a lot of food at Disney, so you don't have to.
0: What did you eat that was particularly good?
1: Um, Well, I went around the the World Showcase at Epcot, and... Because I told myself this trip, I'm like, you know, I want to drink a little. And then I drank like the first like two days and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to eat. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of like my favorite places. They had this thing at Epcot this year or when I was there called the Festival of the Arts. So they had a lot of booths up for different artists to show off their art. And then they had food. So like the food was like made like very like artistically. Like for instance, like in, like if you go to Japan or something, they had that um, sushi donut. And then in America, they had scallops and they had, uh, what was it? It was, what's the, okay. I can't think of the word right now, but what's the, okay. So, you know, the meat that's like covered in the bread and it's like the fancy food.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to need a little bit more to go on.
1: Okay. So it's meat covered. And bread and it's like the fancy do you mean do you mean do you mean like a beef wellington yeah beef wellington that's i couldn't think of the word there it is yeah beef wellington yeah that was really good that was probably my favorite but and then in italy now they have pizza and they had this like chef's choice pizza where it was just like a kind of like a white top pizza but it had like jalapenos sausage onions and tomatoes on it and it was like the greatest thing i've ever eaten
0: that sounds pretty good.
1: And also at Animal Kingdom, they had uh, pulled pork macaroni and cheese that was to die for. Ooh. hmm That sounds delicious. It was so good. Like, I had to get it twice, because not in the same day. I'm not that crazy. But, you know, I went back to Animal Kingdom a couple days later, and I'm like, I need this in my life again. But, yeah. I mean, the food was good, everything was good, other than it was really cold. And it rained one of the days. But, I mean, I don't really care about that, because... I'm okay with like walking around in the rain but I know a lot of people because there's a lot of kids at Disney obviously so they don't go in the rain but it was nice to relax. I missed podcasting with you though but I saw the amazing amazing content you were putting out while I was gone.
0: <laughs> well thank you. Uh, big shout out to Hawz, who we did an episode with and I, I'm just going to say, Haas, you have a standing uh, invitation to guest whenever the fuck you want to guest because Haas is amazing.
1: I know. I want him to be back when I'm here because I was like, so, like, I was listening to this yeah. and I was like, I want Haas to come back. Like, you guys are just so good to get, like, talking about, like, lost and everything. Oh, it was really good. And then Jesse's, Jesse's Fuck Mary Kills were the best. <laughs>
0: Yes, Jesse writing in Fuck, Mary Kills for Hawes was great. I'm glad she did that. But no, I'm just like, like, I, <laughs> like, uh, recording with Hawes was suddenly I looked up and I realized we had been recording for like two and a half hours and I'm like, oh my god, I feel so bad.
1: <laughs> well, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, and who doesn't want to talk to Hawes? Everybody wants to talk to Hawes. I know. Oh. And then your solo episode was,
0: oh my God,
1: uh, I want everyone to tell us what their favorite part of the solo episode was. Mine personally was when she sang the voicemail song and then just right after she was just like, this was a mistake. Why am I doing this? <laughs> and just contemplating just like life right there after that voicemail song. <laughs> oh, but it was really good. I mean, like, we got a like history lesson. Then we got, you know, Emily talking about Lost. It was a Lost-themed episode. So then, obviously, I don't know. But it was really good. It was really good. I would say I want to hear more. I have to say. But that, that, that <sighs> would mean that I would have to leave. And I don't want to leave.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I knew that recording the solo show would be a little awkward i wasn't expecting it to be quite so awkward it just felt really weird
1: i don't know how johnny grasso does it
0: yeah like johnny does it all the time again i mean Hawes does it as one of his patreon shows steel does a regular patreon show like that i oh no not for me
1: no, I mean, I think he did pretty good. That's funny about Steel. I totally forgot Steel does like solo. I don't know why though it didn't trigger in my head, but also congrats to Steel on 200 episodes.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's great. 200.
1: I know. I felt bad. I couldn't go to his live show at Scum and Villainy last night because I had to work, but I heard it was fun. I mean, everyone was there, so feeling the real FOMO. So Yeah, I look forward to listening to that one when it comes out. Me too. He always gets the best guests. Huh. Well, um, we have a little bit of news this week. Um, we have a lot of Galaxy's Edge news, and I managed to get some inside scoop Galaxy's Edge Park news. Oh so, boy. Yeah. I mean, it's not too much, but. And then, um, yeah, John Favreau posted something on Instagram, and I caught up with Resistance. So. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, There's going to be a lot of Galaxy's Edge rating material coming out uh, this year. Yes. Yes. That's crazy. I mean, I didn't think that they were going to do so much with Galaxy's Edge. I thought they were just going to be like, all right, here's a new world. Here you go. Awesome. Like, I didn't know that they were going to create, like, books and comics and different things. So, I think that's really cool for people, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, there is part of me that goes... I mean, do do I really want to read a tie-in novel to a theme park? But then I just realize, I mean, it's it's people like Delilah Dawson. It's just it's just Star Wars stories that are told in this particular world. Like, and so as long as I remind myself of that, that I still think they've got good people writing them, and they're going to be some quality stories. It doesn't really matter if it's because they want to get more people into their theme park or not.
1: I think too, it adds like characteristics of a planet and everything like people are going to get like the mentality of what Batu is like and then they're going to step into it like actually at Disney and you know be like this was just like you know the books or you know and it's I don't know it adds to like the to the feel of you know how Galaxy's Edge is going to be very inversive or I'm forgetting the word for immersive immersive. There we go. I'm forgetting words for everything today. <laughs> All right. But I don't know. Um, we are getting Marvel Star Wars Galaxy's Edge mini series written by Ethan Sachs art by Will Sliney. And it's it'll, it's going to be available late April 2019. They um, don't have an official cover yet. Um, let me see what it's about. Uh, black Spire Outpost has been, or has long been frequent by smugglers, merchants, and travelers from every corner of the galaxy looking to make their score on the infamous black market or experience the exotic thrills the remote world of to alone has to offer. Aliens like the in- infamous Doc Ondar, a propeteer of the rare and one-of-a-kind antiques, thrive on the unique opportunities which around the lawless outposts of the very edge of wild space in this all-new miniseries from Marvel writer Ethan Sachs, Old Man Hawkeye, and artist Will Sliney solo a Star Wars story. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have much to say about this, do you?
0: No, because I don't read the Star Wars comics, but I'll check out the art when it pops up just yeah. to sort of get an idea of what Batu looks like.
1: Yeah. So it says that, okay, so it's rated T. What does T mean? Is that for teens? Teen, yeah. Oh, and then it's three ninety nine. Is three ninety nine a lot for a comic? Uh, it's pretty. It's it's fairly standard these days. What's like the most expensive comic? Obviously, like the old like Spider Spider Man and Iron Man and like the older ones because they're vintage. But like, what I mean, just in terms of like regular cover price. Yeah,
0: I mean, occasionally for like annuals or stuff like that, I've seen them at like maybe like six or seven
1: maybe oh, a little wow. bit more
0: but like 399 499 i think is the standard now for most of like the monthly ongoings hmm
1: that's good it's not like too much that's like gas prices in california <laughs> what are the gas prices in new york no oh, i have no fucking idea that must be a luxury just not having to pay for cars or or for you you know not having to pay for gas and everything because it gets pretty pricey up here like in florida like gas is only like two dollars or less that's very cheap um also there is going to be a black spire book written by delia dawson that's going to be available in september of 2019 and it is a prequel to the star wars or the to the disney parks experience general laura leia organa dispatches her top spy to batu in a desperate search for our resistance allies. Hmm. I have to say.
0: I really. Black Spire is just fucking cool sounding.
1: I know. Like. Even like the font of the words. It makes it look like mysterious. If that sounds weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I like, But there they- is something like Black Spire has like, I don't know, it's sort of <laughs> sounds like something out of an old fantasy book or something like that. I like it.
1: Yeah. I like how they're incorporating like uh, characters into like these novels, like General Leia, you know, like going to this then. And in the most recent Thrawn book, I believe they went to Batuu, right? I think so. I think it was Thrawn. Yeah. Um, and then they're also making a young author's novel, or no, young young adult novel. <laughs> young authors, that's funny. Uh, a young adult novel called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, A Crash of Fate. Um, it's going to be written by Zoraida Cordova. I feel bad for butchering that. Um, available August 6, 2019. Um, in this novel, Izzy and Jules are best friends until Izzy's family abruptly left Batu when she was six. Now she's back and Jules, the boy who never left, is unsure what to make of her. While on the run from vegetable smugglers and angry piet, the two friends will come in terms for who they are and what they mean to each other.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's very much sounds like
1: 98% of young adult novels. Reminds me of that one of uh, those, those two characters, the Lost Stars. And didn't they bang in Lost Stars? Oh, I don't remember. I think it was like but, implied. Yeah. But especially when the characters just
0: have names like Izzy and Jules, like that that could be any
1: YA book. Exactly. Like I saw that and I'm like, am I reading this right? Like it doesn't sound Star Wars. But then again, what is Star Wars?
0: Well, yeah, but sure. But to a certain point, like, you could just be like, until Izzy's family abruptly left Paris. And, you know,
1: like, (laughs) oh, that's funny. And then the last one that they're making. Okay, so this is the one that everyone keeps talking about. There's a dragon. And then there's a duo with a lightsaber. And it's called Star Wars Myths and Fables. It's written by George Mann. And there's a dragon. You can see, like, the twin suns. Then there's a big dragon. I like the dragon. Do you like the dragon?
0: I don't know. I haven't seen the dragon. Let me look it up.
1: Its name is Steve. I've named it (laughs) Steve the Dragon. Ah, yes, the majestic Steve. He lives a normal life, you know, eating... uh, Wampas, he goes and i don't know it looks like he's on desert planet i was gonna say jawas but that's kind of sad like he just eats jawas i'm like they're people too you can't just be eating people come on steve
0: oh well that
1: that's a dragon
0: (laughs) it's a very much that looks like a i mean lightsaber aside that looks like a cover from an old like rpg campaign cover or something oh yeah it's a very different style for them i like that me too
1: i don't know why but like i feel like i'm getting a little bit of like other because not really the dragon but the dude with the lightsaber i'm kind of getting like ralph MacQuarie vibes
0: i can see that
1: yeah but um illustrations by grant griffin available august 6 2019 in this middle grave novel, hearing the thrilling space tales, fables, and myths that are told in the galaxy far, far away, the book features two stories that take place on the remote outer rim world of Batu, plus many other untold tales from the edge of the galaxy, lusciously illustrated in a style that pays homage to real-world children's classics. And then they have you read, like, an excerpt from the tale of The Night and the Dragon Below, and they show, like, a Tuscan Raider with, like, a gun, and then, um... I didn't read all this, but... I
0: don't know. No, I think it's kind of an interesting idea of, like, these are the stories that people in Star Wars grow up with. I like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And it definitely looks like they're hitting... They're sort of, like, one at every age range, you know? In terms of, like, if you look at the whole spread of these books.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I... I'm interested that people's, like, fables and tales in Star Wars, like, in- involve, like, dragons. Like, out of all the fandoms, or even, like, are, are there fandoms? Or no, are there dragons in Star Trek?
0: Well, sort of. Which is... it? <laughs> There's a line, because I-, I know this because we, like, we just covered this episode in... My, my Star Trek podcast uh, he's dead Jim and we don't see dragons but they're they're on this planet and Spock is talking to this chick and he mentions how he, oh you know he saw the dragons on planet such and such. And then there is an episode of the animated series which Pablo Dava was just tweeting about. And there's t- fucking dragons in it.
1: There's an animated Star Trek series.
0: Yeah, it only got. La- I think it lasted maybe two seasons, maybe only one season. It's really weird and pretty fucking bad, and isn't canon.
1: <laughs> that sucks that it's not canon. That's kind of like, uh, but yeah, dragons. Yeah, it's kind of like that Clone Wars series that you watch That's uh, not canon, but you only watched part of it.
0: Yeah, because it fucking sucked
1: ass. (laughs) What was, like, the part of no return for you?
0: I I don't know. About the fifth time I was just seeing another really boringly done fight scene in the span of half an hour.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, but remember, in December, the Clone Wars is coming back whatever we'll see speaking of december so um we still don't have an episode nine title and i have some thoughts about that but i want to hear your thoughts first about the not the lack of the title but just like the talk of the title
0: i don't know i've been sort of like trying to avoid like people speculating on the title 'Cause I don't care about a bunch of people's dumb title suggestions. I agree. And I want a title, and I think like it's weird that we don't have a title yet. We should have a title. But I also sort of it like it doesn't really matter. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. I feel the same exact way. I don't know why lately I've been really annoyed with a lot of people, you know, going on social media and being like, where's the title? Where's the title? And especially uh, when J.J. Abrams tweeted something about the Me Too movement, the whole comment section was just full of, where's the title? Where's the title? And that really bothered me. Like him tweeting about something very serious and just a bunch of Star Wars fans tweeting about, hey where's this you need to give us this it's like he doesn't need to give you anything like because of that i'm just like i don't even fucking care if they don't give us a title until like the day before now you know (laughs) i'm just so stubborn that you know i just the more i hear about it the less not the less that i care but the less that i care to hear it like if we hear it tomorrow i'm gonna be excited but like right now like i am in no rush to get anything
0: no i just i don't know i mean yeah it's like it'll be something to talk about for a couple days
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And beyond that, it it's not like I'm going to go see or not see this movie based on what the title is.
1: Exactly. It's like people put so much emphasis on, you know, a title. And, like, obviously, like, The Last Jedi, like, that was huge because people were like, is it singular? Is it plural? And there was a lot of chatter about that. Well, Anyways, um, I have some Galaxy's Edge news. I don't know if this is like, like well-known, but it's not a big deal. But I finally found out why Galaxy's Edge is in Orlando coming out like six or five months later than in California. Okay, why? So Hollywood Studios, which is where Galaxy's Edge is going to be, just finished uh, Toy Story Land. And Toy Story Land, while they were building it, caused some major plumbing issues at Disney. Like, they had to go down and redo all the plumbing there. Oh. And because of that, I don't know if it was because of that and because of... Toy Story Land because they they get certain funds for different parks or different like park themes. Apparently, they ran out of funds in like the middle of production for Toy Story Land, and that's why like it's really small. Like I went there and there's like only two rides and just it felt very crammed with people. And I think obviously because it's like something new, but yeah, I guess there was just a big plumbing issue, and because of that, that's why it's gonna take longer. Like I person personally, I thought because oh, it's bigger, they're going to do a lot more. But no, they're literally going to make the parks identical with each other. Like, they're not going to have anything different in either parks. They want to make sure that each person has the same experience in Hollywood Studios as they do at Disneyland. And I thought that was interesting. Hmm.
0: Okay, well, yeah, I mean, that seems like a pretty good reason. Like, that's something you got to take
1: care of. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're doing a lot of construction right now. What they're doing, too, is that they're having gondolas go from certain hotels to certain parks. Like they have the gondolas from uh, because there's some there's many different hotels at the Disney properties. Mm -hmm. And some of these hotels are closer to certain parks. Like, for instance, Hollywood Studios and Epcot are very close to each other and there's a lot of hotels in the area for instance pop century resort art animation resort caribbean beach boardwalk so they're having gondolas like literally go from like each hotel and the gondolas can take you to either hollywood studios or epcot and apparently that's supposed to be done in the summer or closer to galaxy's edge but the gondolas aren't going to have any air condition in them. So imagine being in that during the summertime. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. When I found that out, it was kind of one of those, like, yeah, I, I had a feeling that was going to be, but but no, they've uh, they've been doing a lot of construction because when I was at Disney World uh, last year, last November, they were just beginning to work on it. And now they're almost done because they were doing test runs when I was there. Mm-hmm okay but yeah um i mean i took some pictures of the galaxy's edge uh construction and i mean like it wasn't really worth like putting in the notes because it's just you know construction and it's definitely less construction than in disneyland obviously because disneyland's supposed to open in like just a couple months i mean i'm going tomorrow so i'm going to see how they're doing with that but i don't know i was kind of surprised about that like plumbing issues like I wouldn't think that Disney would delay something because of plumbing issues you know
0: well yeah but it makes sense because that's something you you couldn't fix while the area was in use really or at least it'd make it much more difficult to like have to work around people like that would probably extend your time
1: even more yeah but then I think I just don't know why they didn't want both parks to open at the same time because, you know, they could have, but also if they perfected Disneyland's because they had more time, what about Orlando's because, you know, they want both of these parks to be like the exact same like identical twins and obviously if one gets more time in more, like, detail, then people are going to notice that. I mean, I can imagine how many videos on YouTube there are going to be of Galaxy's Edge and Disneyland compared to Disney World. I can't wait to watch those. But also, um, I found out that (laughs) um, no one should fucking go to uh, Galaxy's Edge when it opens because, well, I mean, you can go if you want, but uh, people are literally going to camp out, like, before. the Like, they're going to camp out on property to, like, get into the park. Like, no, thank you. It's nothing is gonna be like this, and I I don't want to say that because like I am biased and a Star Wars fan, but even like I was watching videos on like Disney Park people and you know people who give tips and tricks, and even there like there is gonna be nothing like this opening. Like I don't know how Disney is gonna handle it. I don't know how Disneyland is gonna handle it. Like I have more confidence in Disney World. I'll talk forever about the fast pass system and just everything in Orlando being like five years advanced than Disneyland, but I don't know. I feel kind of bad that I like have like no hope for Disneyland, but I mean, like I'm gonna be happy to be surprised. But yeah, um, that was the news so far. I don't know if they're gonna do like a like a press event or anything, or if they're gonna do like a like they did with Pixar Pier. California Adventure where they had people pay like $350 to test it out first but I don't know but yeah there's some little news <sighs> um, let's see what else is there um, John Favreau posted on Instagram the other day of a, a droid oh yeah and this droid Looks just like the bad motivator droid. It's
0: R5-D4. R5-D4.
1: I was going to say I need to look up that. I'm a terrible Star Wars fan because I didn't know that, but it's okay. But yeah, it looks just like R5-D4. Cute little guy. I like his eyes. I mean, like, those probably aren't his eyes, but to me, those are his eyes. He's saying hello. Those are his nice hello eyes. And he's all scruffy and beat up. I know. He's a path. So i don't know if this means anything i mean john favreau would just post pictures and he's like hey but then like the next time he posts something with elon musk so i don't know (laughs) that was elon musk right
0: oh i don't know Mm. i don't actually follow john favreau i just go when anybody says he's posted Hmm. star wars picture and if he is posting pictures of elon musk that's
1: why i don't follow john (laughs) favreau on instagram here let me see what this picture was let me look up John Favreau, Elon. Yeah, apparently Elon Musk visited uh, John Favreau's Mandalorian set. Ugh. Yeah, there was like some quote of like him being like, "Oh, helping this with this." Let me see. Do do, do. and then yeah, John Favreau uh, titled the Instagram post discussing hyperdrive technology on set. He looked really happy to be with Elon Musk. Hmm. But. I don't know. Um, do you think that we're actually going to get R5-D4 in uh, The Mandalorian? Or do you think this is just going to be like a. Uh, a joy that looks just like him.
0: I mean. I think it'll be there. And it. Might not like definitively be him. But people will just assume that it is. Hmm
1: yeah I almost feel like that with IG-88 that it's like probably not actually IG-88 it's just like someone who looks like him but I mean it could be wrong but still I don't know I'm liking um what we've been getting from like pictures and everything and I don't know I haven't really caught up with like all the like the rumors of the Mandalorian which I mean I like to be surprised so I mean anything big is talked about like this. Like, this was talked about a lot, especially by the Bad Motivators podcast. Because that's their boy. He's a cute little droid. He is. He looks nice. Like, I don't know why, like, he just, he looks nicer than he did in the 70s, that's for sure. Not that he didn't look bad in the 70s, I just think that, you know, a nice updated picture. But Also, I caught up with the resistance.
0: Oh, yeah. What do you think?
1: I like it more. I'm like growing into the, like, I don't know, like Kaz is becoming less annoying, thank God. I didn't think that I would see this.
0: It's very good.
1: I liked how, because I was listening to your solo episode and you were talking about in the Doza Dilemma when um, he sees Sonara like uh, with the pirates and then at the end of the episode he's like oh yeah I saw you in a business deal or something I didn't think he would do that either like I didn't think that he would kind of like stay secretive with him knowing that she's kind of with the pirates so I was proud of him of yeah. that but I also am not sure how I feel about you know a possible love story with this because he was like kind of hinting to baby that he, oh he just wanted to see her or something I really like that. I love Tora Doza.
0: I like Tora a lot.
1: I like Bubbles. Oh, but I have a new favorite character. Who is it? Bitey. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. Like, he was the star of Dangerous Business. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Dangerous business when uh, Kaz had to watch the shop and then he got kidnapped or something or that person tried to take that shit from him. And then uh, Bitey came in and saved the day. I just, I love when like creatures come in and save the day. Just, and Bitey's just so cute too. Like his little eyes. Then he like bites Kaz and I'm like, yeah, you bite Kaz. That's what you get for. (laughs) That's what he gets for being annoying the last 12 episodes, but. I know he's he's getting better. I mean, he's becoming like more likable to me. Like I feel like he's kind of like growing and like learning. Yeah, he's finally learning from his mistakes, and then he's actually learning how to be, you know, an actual mechanic and everything. Because in the uh, start of what episode, the one with Bitey, he's like actually like fixing the ship, and then. He's actually doing nice things. And then everyone's like, wow, thank you, Kaz. Like, dang. But I don't know. I liked a lot of aspects of these like episodes. You know, I liked, you know, it it would get a little goofy every now and then. But uh, I felt like, did you define these episodes as like filler episodes or like?
0: I mean, I don't know because I don't like that. I I feel like that term is not used particularly well. Cause I don't think these were filler. Like, well, I mean, those the Doza Dilemma definitely isn't. I don't think Dangerous Business is a filler episode. It's just not a episode that's heavy on the main plot, but it's still got like a st- like an actual. St- it's not like a stretched out nothing of a story. Like it still contributes stuff to the series.
1: Yeah, I really like different aspects of these episodes too. Like in the Doza Dilemma, I'm really liking the the father and daughter relationship of torah and her dad
0: yeah i really man i like i like him a lot and i really want to find out what his history with the empire is
1: i do too i want to know why he's like hesitant now of of, you know all the first order troopers like coming on the base and like protecting because he's like very against it like there must have been something that really triggered him in, in when he was still in the empire Probably just his, you know, relationship with his daughter because, you know, I could tell, like, because when she first came in the room and he was talking on the hologram with, uh, I forget that, part, Pyre or Captain or, I don't know, one of the stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could feel because, like, tora was like, oh, I'll- you know, I need to tell you something. And he's like, I'm busy. And then like when she got kidnapped, you can see that he felt bad. He's like, I should have listened to her. I should have done this. Like he seemed like really worried, obviously like any dad would be, but I don't know. I just like, I felt something there. And I'm really liking how I'm feeling for these two characters. Like I'm seeing like some improvements, especially, you know, since, you know, I think it was the episode where we found out that he used to be um, an Imperial Or be in the Empire. Or we saw his suit. But I feel like he's, like, getting closer to his daughter. And I like that. I like a good father-daughter relationship in Star Wars.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, but... I don't know. I'm liking where this is going. I know the new episode came out today. Have you watched it yet?
0: Oh, not yet.
1: And what's this one supposed to be about? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll watch it at work sometime. Because I watched these two at work yesterday. So... It was good. Oh yeah. And Nico, Niku's the best, just being Niku. Oh my god, I love Niku.
0: He's the smallest friend.
1: <laughs> oh man. I love it. Huh. So uh do you want to get to email?
0: Sure, let's do that.
1: Alright, do you want to read it? No. Okay,
0: I'll read it. I read so I read so many I read so much shit in the show episode. <laughs>
1: That's funny. I know, like, I haven't messed up really much reading because usually I always mess up or usually I can't read, but I guess I learned how to read on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We have one from Rabia. She says, Hello, Biters. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm so glad Brittany's back. It's not Bite without both of you. I was wondering if you guys were going to do any other character-based podcasts like the one you did for Poe and Finn. I'd love to hear what you guys love about Rose and Ray or even characters from the other trilogies since it's probably going to take a while until we get major Star Wars news. Keep on podcasting, Rabia. P.S. Emily, I don't feel embarrassed for talking or don't feel embarrassed for talking a lot of history. God knows I loved high school philosophy in French and I can tell you about Voltaire's Candid and why Voltaire, am I saying that right? Yeah, Voltaire. Thank God. It is a better philosopher than Lebens.
0: Well, thank you because and honestly there is I don't well, actually I think it's still on my computer I might have thrown it away there is like an extra 45 minutes of me talking about Thomas Cromwell that just went it, it was just stuff I was interested in and didn't have anything to do with anything but because I really got into like the i went off on a tangent on the Boleyn trial and then it it all like I had to be like what am I talking about? <laughs>
1: I don't know I love that though I love that you're so into you know because I don't think anyone would have thought to compare Cromwell to Krennic you know
0: I like it it's just it, I don't it's so weird that I mean I, I have an interest in like a general interest in sort of that time period but it's becomes so laser focused on those like 15 or 20 years and I don't know why it is I just find them fascinating
1: it's funny but I like that though. I mean, no, I can tell that you're really like into it, and I love like hearing things that you're really into. Oh, thank you.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, we should we should do some more character
1: episodes. Yeah. I know. I'd love to do one on like Ray. I know, because I was having I was driving to Carlos's house last night, and it takes like two hours to. To, to get there from like uh, my work or my house and um, we were having like kind of like a debate on like why Star Wars shouldn't do like uh, Knights, uh, Knights of the Old Republic movie oh, okay. and that like really interested me that made me want to like talk about like a character or something because I was like reading reading this and I was like I was just thinking about that because I was thinking about like how we did that whole episode about Luke and I'm like we haven't done that in a while but yeah I'd love to talk about Ray. There's a lot to talk about with Ray, you know, but it makes me want to go back and watch the Force Awakens again. I should, yeah, I should do that.
0: Hmm. But yeah, I'm- yeah, we'll do one about we'll do one about Ray soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not next week because I do like you. I want to I want to rewatch mm-hmm. at least four co- Force Awakens. But yeah, we'll definitely do that soon, and we'll we'll announce it before we do it so that people can write in.
1: Yeah, but we should do one about like BB Eight. <laughs> That'd be really funny. I fucking funny. love BB-8.
0: <laughs> it would just be saying, I love BB-8 over and over and over again.
1: Oh, man. And just we would uh, go into the beeps, like, be like, what does this beep mean? And when he goes, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, by the way, I started collecting tarkins, and now I have lots of tarkins.
1: So, okay, so tell me how this started.
0: I, I like tarkin. <laughs> All right, so I already had the Hot Toys Tarkin, but that was a little... No, I had the Hot Toys Tarkin, and I had the Pop, the Funko Pop Tarkin, but that wasn't like... It wasn't... Like, I wasn't, like, considering myself, oh, I'm collecting Tarkins. It's just those are two that I happen to have, and then I was bored and on eBay, which is a bad combination Oh, no, it started out bored on Etsy, because I wanted to see, like, I have, like, the little felt krennic that I had um, done, and I have a little knit, like, crocheted krennic, and I wanted to see if anybody had any cute Tarkin stuff. And then I'm like, well, I wonder what's over on eBay. And what's over on eBay is all sorts of fucking nonsense. Because it's eBay. So I have what i have now i have the little vinyl animations the ones that they sell at disney that have like the they're the little squat little characters that have the mickey ears (laughs) that are sold as like blind box figures i guess but i just bought tarkin off ebay
1: i love when people do that where they know that you don't want to get a um like a random one and they just give you the one that you actually want because i had the biggest problem with getting uh the the three funko porgs because all of them sometimes in different stores they were oh you randomly get one of nine of these and it's like no i only want three of them and they're all porgs please give them to me but it took me like a year to get that but yeah i feel that i'm glad that they were just like all right here's tarkin with the mickey ears it's pretty cute he looks angry with those mickey ears
0: I love it. And I like that one of his Mickey ears is like the, like, star system. And they go, I have it right next to my, I also have the Krennic one. And so I have them right next to each other. And I have my Funko Pops right next to each other. And then I have this, it's sort of, what size are Barbie dolls? Like, 12 inches? Yes. I have one, I have one of those, like, I guess it's sort of like a, G.I. Joe or, you know, any of those old kind of shitty-looking action figures. I have one of Tarkin. He's pretty thick-looking and has giant hands. But he's got, like, cloth outfit. Hmm. And it's sort of dumb and ridiculous-looking, but I <laughs> fucking love it.
1: Dumb and ridiculous. Two great things.
0: <laughs> and then in... I was looking at it. What year was this from? I guess they were doing these in 2006. Because that's the year on the back of the package. Which is these Star Wars comic packs. And they would come with a comic and then two characters. Like there's one of... Vader. And a rebel officer. There's one of Chewbacca and Han. And then the one I have is... uh, Governor Tarkin, and a stormtrooper.
1: I'm just amazed that this all came from you being bored on eBay. And now you have so many Tarkins.
0: And this Tarkin is like, he's in this green outfit. (laughs) And he's got a giant gun. And this one I've left in the package because the package is really cool. Like generally I take my stuff out. But since this is displayed with this comic book and everything, I've left it in. But I really like it. And so now now, now it's a problem because now I'm just going to keep doing that.
1: Well, now the problem is, too, is that, you know, I'm going to be bored one day. I'm going to be like, I need to get Emily more Tarkins. I need to find a Tarkin for Emily.
0: There's more out there than I thought there were.
1: I know. That surprised me. I mean, like, obviously, like, there's not many critics because he just... Well, I mean, like, I think that's the same thing for Tarkin because Tarkin only had one movie and so did Mendo. Yeah, but that movie came out 40 years ago. Exactly. So, obviously, like, it's going to be 40 years of people on Etsy or eBay being like, let's make something that's Tarkin-themed.
0: Or even with the, like, the official stuff, because with the official stuff, it's like, well, the you know, the quote-unquote dark times when there's no new stuff, you're just making more of whoever characters you do have so you just get different lines of stuff
1: i'm just surprised there's not a lot of like t-shirts or like stationery with like krennic on or not krennic um tarkin on it like think about it like especially when star wars like first came out like they probably made bank on you know a bunch of star wars shirts and everything and they're probably like big tarkin fans back then too like they probably really liked uh peter crushing.
0: I would wear a I would wear a t shirt with a tarkin on
1: it. Yeah. I would too. I'd get a mug with a uh, tarkin on it. <sighs> oh God, Emily, I'm I'm kinda sad still about something. What? So we were at Disney and you know, we we just did road star tours and you know, we were walking around the store. And I see my sister looking at the porgs. And she's like, Brittany, I need help finding the chunkiest one. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. So, of course, she finds, like, the chunkiest, cutest little porg. Then I ask, what are you going to do with the porg? She says she was going to give it to Cooper, the dog. <laughs> and Emily not only does she give the porg to cooper the dog but she also tears a hole in the porg and puts squeakers in it oh my god and then she sews it back up (laughs) so that whenever he grabs it it squeaks (gasps) Ah! and (sighs) it just made me really sad because i had some good quality time with the porg at hollywood studios like you watched the phantasmic show together like you know i told brandy i'm like i'm gonna hold it she's like but it's in the bag i'm like no i'm gonna hold it It needs to have a good time before it the, it has its surgery <laughs> and, and emily like, like i'm not even exaggerating like this was like the chunkiest disney porg i've ever seen and now it's on the floor in my house God, I, I hear Carlos like dropping uh things in there. He's trying to make these like rice crispy well not even rice crispy treats. He's trying to do like the rice crispy thing. Or he does it with certain cereals. So it's like you add like the marshmallows and like they had like Lucky Charms and frosted no not frosted flakes, uh Fruity Pebbles.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that with uh
1: Frankenberry. Frankenberry. Yeah, I don't know, because like, he got all the different cereals, but he didn't get Rice Krispies. <laughs> he, like, he's calling it Rice Krispie Treats, but it's like, you don't even have Rice Krispies. But.
0: I still heard of that, too, because that's just what I think of them as. I guess they're cereal marshmallow treats, but that doesn't sound as good, and everybody knows what you say, like what Rice Krispie Treats are. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm excited to try them. I mean, I think he's still working on them, because we're going to a Super Bowl party today. so oh okay i mean i'm only because i'm not into football at all i mean like i'll watch it like i I know what's going on but i'm not like oh yeah the packers should have won this or oh the patriots i mean fuck the patriots but um i'm in it for the food
0: yeah that's a good reason like back when my back when my brother was living in in new york i used to go to his parties because there was always amazing food
1: i know i'm really excited because i don't know if i'm just gonna get into like people just bringing food from like you know, pizza from like a pizza place, or if people are actually going to bring something. But I don't know. I'm excited. I was always in charge of dessert. What did you make for dessert?
0: Um, lots of different kinds of cookies. I'd always bring masses of cookies. Um, and the ones that were the most popular that I did every year was these uh, brown butter chocolate chip cookies, stuff with Nutella.
2: Ooh,
1: that sounds good. Yeah, and
0: I also did one year. I did chocolate peanut butter cookies with bacon.
1: Bacon. Yeah, that reminds me. That was really good. I went to this uh, restaurant last night. It's called Slater's Fifty Fifty, and it's literally like bacon infused everything. Like the salts, bacon infused. The ketchup's bacon infused, and even like the meat patties on the burgers. It has fifty percent bacon in it. Oh man, it's pretty good. That sounds good. It's pretty good. I mean, um. I got like one of their signature burgers and it has like um, an egg on it. I would have gotten it without the egg on it, but I feel like it needed more sauce. Like they just put like a thousand island sauce on it, but I don't know, like it was good, but I'm like, maybe I just needed more sauce or something or maybe the egg was just like, cause it got a little messy and the bun was like sticking to like, cause like the, the egg yolk, like made it like stick to like the, the plate and then it was hard to get the bun off, but I don't know. Like it was good, but I just wish I had a better experience with it, you know? Mm-hmm. but and then we had these um deep fried like egg or not egg deep fried like macaroni bowls that had cheese in them nice I love deep fried macaroni I know I saw that and I was like we need to get that don't you just love when you make good decisions on food like you see something <laughs> And then you're like, yes, like that's just, you know, because when I was at Disney World and just, you know, going through places and getting food, like I only fucked up once. I was like in Norway and got this like chocolate pretzel thing that wasn't a pretzel and it had like cran- it had like, you know, the, you know, the things that are like look like cranberries, but they're not but you like bite into it. It's like this like bitter chocolate thing. No. <laughs> no, but it tasted like that. It was It was really bad. They, they, rec- they rec- what are you
0: talking about? What are you talking about? So there's
1: this thing that looks like a cranberry, but you eat it and it tastes like this like bitter chocolate thing that's not a cranberry. I don't know. I was completely sober by the way. Are
0: you completely sober now?
1: <laughs> yes. I I haven't drank in a while I think the last time like it was it was really funny we there's this uh open bar there's this bar at oh, there's this bar at our hotel and there they have like the rum and dole whips and my sister and I were just like at the bar just chilling and what we would do because like we, we felt crazy that day. So, what we would do is that we would order an extra shot of rum in the Dole Whip thing. Oh, man. And then, plus, she was like, let's do a shot of tequila. Also, oh, man. So, literally, like, I was drunk for, like, six hours. Like, we got to Epcot, like, in the late evening, and I was still feeling it. <laughs> and then um, we accidentally almost adopted three kids, but that's another story. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, then, then, like, we went to the, when we first got to the airport uh, to go to Florida, my mom and I, like, got breakfast at this, like, little, like, restaurant thing, and she just kept ordering mimosas. Like, I wasn't even, like, halfway finished with one. She's like, let's do one more. And then one more turned into five, and then I'm, like, <laughs> completely plastered on the plane. <laughs> that's a lot it is and i'm just like dude what the hell are you doing to me and then uh there's nothing that annoys little rusty more than me being drunk he thinks i get really loud but that's just how i always am but that little boy's turning 21 soon i mean i say little boy but he's he's 20 (laughs) uh yeah Hmm. i'm so happy i out. I got to go on a vacation. I've been able to do that in a while because of my work. So it was nice. I missed you, though. I missed podcasting with you. Aw, I missed you, too. I know. I loved listening to the episodes. Remember the one you did with Aaron from okay Cupid? Oh, yeah. That was a while ago, man. I know. I'll have to re-listen to that one. You guys should go check that one out. I believe it was in the 30s or the 20s not like the 19 or 1920s or 1930s but it was like in like the episode 30 through 25 range
0: yeah i think people understood that
1: i mean you never know maybe sometimes like people take what i say like literally okay (laughs) (laughs) what did you miss most about podcasting with me i mean it's really
0: hard to podcast by yourself. <laughs>
1: I'll take that. <sighs> I missed you trying to figure out what I was talking about and then you figuring it out and you being like... Eh.
0: Or me not figuring out. I still am like wondering what this not cranberry cranberries.
1: If I find out what it is, I'll put it in the show notes and then I'll uh, tweet about it.
0: Good. Because I am baffled.
1: It just it, it feels like it's it looks like it's gonna be a cranberry, but then when you eat it it's not and it just it's like it's awful. I'll have to look up what that was that I got in Epcot, but it was just so bad. And even my dad, like my dad could eat anything. He was like what the fuck is this? Um <sighs> oh,
0: I'm man. like now Googling to see if I can figure out what it might have been. You said you got it in the Norway place? Yeah.
1: Norway Epcot yeah I can't find it but they had a lot of cool stuff for the food and or not the food and wine festival for the um festival the arts they had a booth where uh they had a bunch of Star Wars paintings and it was really cool and then food obviously I mean that was like my biggest thing was food yeah I like food me too yeah. I know cuz it kind of sucked because I think like my food binge was basically because was mostly because usually when I go to Epcot I get the same thing every time. I get the fish and chips in the United Kingdom. And for some reason like they tasted like kind of bad. Like the batter tasted you're going to laugh, but like it reminded me of like soap. Mm. I know.
0: that didn't sound good
1: it wasn't and i felt bad because i'm like wow because even because i felt bad because i saw my dad and my sister was still eating it but afterwards my dad's like that tasted awful and i'm like oh okay i'm glad that i wasn't the only one all right they're called a kringle snow or does that say snow a kringle swole pretzel Let me look at what's inside of it. I can't believe that lady gave us the recommendation for that. It was just so bad. But I feel bad because, like, someone made that. You know, someone's probably like, this is the best pretzel I've ever made. Jesus fucking
0: Christ. Stop apologizing for not making a goddamn pretzel. (laughs) see, because this episode, I'm, I mean, this recipe of Molina just has fucking raisins in it, so
1: maybe that's what it was.
0: I, if you are talking about raisins, I will <laughs> come <laughs> to California and murder you.
1: <laughs> it took me forty-five minutes to realize what I probably was eating was raisins. I just, I don't. How do you not know what a raisin is? I don't like raisins, so I don't eat them. <laughs> raisins are your cranberry
0: thing that tastes like bitter chocolate
1: okay i'm gonna look more into the recipe but so far you know what i'm gonna say that's a safe assumption that probably what i was eating was a raisin you know what um,
0: i'm i'm just gonna do the show with haas from now on that's
1: completely fine because he is <laughs> better than me he has a better beard than uh, not not than me i mean he's just he has cats
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: oh
1: man it's good to have you back (laughs) i'm happy to be back it's not an episode of candle by dispatch without emily to tell me to stop feeling bad and then, um, or stop saying I'm sorry and then um, thinking that something is not something but it's actually something but yeah I think that's uh, that's going to be where we end this episode on the raisin note but you know I'm not 100% if it's a raisin yet I'll look into it and I'll put it in the show okay. notes or I'll tweet about All it right. if it's actually a raisin but maybe it's not a raisin maybe, maybe, it something maybe, else. maybe it's not a raisin but yeah i don't know i just don't like raisins so i don't eat them that much like literally um i'm like that person that if i get like trail mix i just take out the raisins and then i just all right who wants my raisins i don't like raisins but emily uh where can we find you on uh social media and the podcast on social media uh,
0: you can find me on twitter and instagram at
1: EF Lind, you can
0: find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBite Pod. And you can write us email, cantobytepod at gmail Sweet.
1: You can find me on Twitter as Canto brit and Instagram as Brittany the Ninja. But yeah, um that was episode seventy eight. So hope to have you guys come back for episode seventy nine, so I can confirm or deny if uh what I ate was, in fact, a raisin. <laughs> People listen to this podcast. <laughs> People were probably like, you know what? The past two episodes of Cannabite Dispatch were really good. And they're going to listen to this one and be like. <laughs> uh, I have fans out there somewhere. But anyways, um. See you guys next time. Bye.
2: Bye. Uh, Canto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest. Be a Canto bitch. Brittany, the change and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win These are the girls you've been looking for Unique takes on Star Wars and more Listen every week for laughs and fun Take it from me, Kanto bitch number one All my girls at The All my girls at E.F. E. Lind and Kanto Brick They got the goods and I just can't quit become a bitch like me podcast you gotta download cbd send emails just listen and chill give them some names to fuck Mary kill ask them a question or send a top three mine is lindo brittany and me all well, my girls But my girls are better, check out some folks, they want a bang and a refresher Asajj, Ventress, and Kylo Ren, yo We'll have Tarkin and of course Mendo Send a shout to the Porgs into Rustin Brown And Emily's dad straight putting it down Every week my girls be getting it done I should know, I've been down since day one